Bible this morning, if you would uh, open it up to Philippians, Philippians, we're going to go ahead and just uh, really, really dive into the book of Philippians. Uh, the book of Philippians is one of my favorite portions of scripture. And maybe you're a new believer, or maybe you're not a believer, and maybe you don't know anything about the Bible, but the book of Philippians is my favorite book of the Bible. Now, I say that about, like, every book of the Bible. Like, Psalms is my favorite book of the Bible. Genesis is my favorite book of the Bible. Numbers is definitely not my favorite book of the Bible. But the book of Philippians is uh, my favorite book of the Bible. And you say, John, why is it that the book of Philippians is your favorite? Because the book of Philippians has a theme, and that theme is always rejoicing, always rejoicing. And I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know many of you in this room today, but I do know that we serve a God who wants us to rejoice. You know, we serve a God who wants us to be happy and to be satisfied with our life. That's why I love the book of Philippians. You know, moving into San Jose, I've learned quite a few different things. And uh, some things that I've learned are they give out parking tickets like they give out candy. You say, John, are you exaggerating? No, I've only been here for three months, and I've already gotten, well, four months. I've already gotten three tickets. And I'm really not that bad of a driver. But... It's, I'm parking too close to the curb, or I'm parking too far away from the curb. It's just all over the place. And I find myself getting really upset and really annoyed. It's really, you know, I, I use the word flabbergasted. I'm just like, ah, another parking ticket. But then I look at the book of Philippians, and if you know anything about the book of Philippians, Paul is saying, hey, why aren't we rejoicing? Do you know where Paul was in the book of Philippians? Paul was in prison. Now, we have, we have this mindset in the book of Philippians or in, in prison. It's like the Holiday Inn. That is just, you know, you get this nice little pillow. You get this nice little, like, you know, the temperature is just right. And, yeah, maybe you've got to have a bunk mate or whatever, but it's just perfect. But let me tell you something. That's not the Bible's story. That's not what, how it was back in the Bible days. Did you know back in the Bible days when they would go to jail or when they would go to prison, there was no light? There was, there was no, really no windows. It smelled really, really bad in there. The Romans, you know what they used to do? They used to tie people, other prisoners together. And as they were sitting there, they'd have to, you know, do certain things like go to the bathroom or, you know, maybe they had diseases. And then they would catch that disease. That wasn't a fun experience to go to prison in the Bible days. In the book of Philippians, Paul's saying, hey, rejoice, Christians, believers, new people. We're going to have a new year. It's going to be a new year. Are we going to rejoice? Are we going to let our circumstances determine our outcome? Let me ask you this. What have you done this year to glorify God? What have you done this year to where you can say this is where I saw God work. This is where I saw God do something miraculous. The Apostle Paul in Philippians is encouraging us, is uplifting us to finish the race. Believers, finish 2017. Finish it, but finish it well. 
So if you have your Bible, we're going to begin reading in Philippians chapter number uh, 3. And I'm just going to read a couple portions of scripture. Philippians chapter number 3, the Bible says, Not that I've already attained or I've already been perfect, but I follow after it so that I may lay hold of that, uh, of that for which I was seized, hold of that for which I seized by Christ. Brothers, I do not count myself to have apprehended it, apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are before me, uh, before me, uh, forgetting those things which are, bef- uh, sorry, but forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God. I press toward the mark. Everyone bow your heads. I'm going to pray and ask God to really bless this time we have together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you, Lord, and I pray that you would help us to be like the Apostle Paul. I pray you would help us to press toward the mark. I pray you would help us to finish strong. Lord, I know I can't do this on my own, Lord, but I need you, and we need you each and every day. So, God, I'm asking you to work today, Lord. I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. Allow me to only say what you want me to say, Lord. And I pray that we would be, I would be an encouragement to somebody in this room today. In Jesus' name, amen. So my question is this, was this year an intentional year for you, for me? You know, I can look back at this year and I can say this, this year was probably not the best year I've had in my entire life. You say, John, what does that mean? Well, number one, I got parking tickets. Number two, I got dumped. You're like, what? You got dumped? Yeah, I got dumped. You know, that really worked me up when I got dumped. I'm just like, man, I am so upset right now. I was so emotionally invested in this relationship, and I just did not know where to go. I got dumped. But you guys, looking back on this year, I can say, I'm glad that I got dumped. I'm glad that what I thought was a bad circumstance, what I thought wasn't working out, what I thought what God had planned for me is not what he actually had planned for me. Maybe your circumstances right now, maybe you don't, don't have, maybe you have lots of college debt, maybe you're just in life right now, you're not being able to pay your mortgage, and you're saying, hey, I don't know what's going on right now, but I do know that something's going on, and I do know this. We serve a God who wants to help you. We serve a God that maybe your circumstances don't make sense, and maybe what's going on in your life right now doesn't make sense, but hey, God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out, guys. God's going to work it out. I'm excited, and I'm here to tell you tonight that we serve a God who will work it out for you, for me. You know, I was so caught up in that mindset of, I can't believe I got dumped. I can't believe that I gave this girl my heart, and this didn't work out. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's your story. You say, I just just don't know. This year was just so hard. But what's God trying to write in your heart tonight? Today? This year? If we're ever going to look, if we're ever going to have an intentional year, we got to look back. You say, I don't like to look back. I don't like to see all the faults and all the failures and all the times that I just messed up because that makes me feel uncomfortable. Looking back at me getting dumped made me feel very uncomfortable. 
But you guys, the Apostle Paul, if you look back at Philippians chapter number one, he's in prison. He's writing to the church and he's saying this. He's saying in Philippians chapter number one, I thank my God for every reminder of you. He's in jail. And he said, hey, I'm going to look back at the good times. Even though my circumstances right now in this stinky, nasty, smelly prison is not good. I'm going to thank God for every remembrance of you. Because guess what? That's what's going to help you get through it. What circumstances did you think were negative? And God's just saying, hey, hey, you want to get through it? Remember. Look back. Look back. Look back. I'm looking back. I see I got parking tickets. I'm looking back. I see I got dumped. But I'm looking back and I see that God brought me here. I love it here. I love being in the center of God's will. What is God trying to do in your life today? That you can look back on your circumstance. You say, John, it's just a new year. Nothing's really going to change. If that's your heart's desire today, and you're saying, I really don't want anything to change. I'm just super excited. You know, it's just another year. You guys, that's not the way we should be living as Christians, as believers. And you said, you know what? I don't even know what you're talking right about right now because I'm not even a Christian. I'm not even a believer. I don't even know this. But maybe it's a good time to start. Maybe it's a good time to say, hey, you know what? I don't know what it all is, but I do know that a lot of people are following it. And Jesus is always talked about in history and people. And I want to know more. I want to know more. Is God glorified with your life right now? Is God glorified with your life right now? You say, hey, John, I'm just, I'm too old. I'm too young. Stop making excuses, guys. Let's stop making excuses. Let's look back on our circumstances and say, hey, how did God work it out for me today? How did God work it out for me this year? Hey, I look back and I see, hey, my mortgage was paid. Yeah, was I able to go out to eat all the time? Probably not. But hey, I still got a roof over my head. I still got God working in my life. I still, I still get to come to a church. I still get to, you know, hang out with my family. Look back. Look back on the positive. Look back on the negative. Look back on both. So it's so uncomfortable for us. It's so uncomfortable for us. We just like, we like, you know, we like to start something. Man, we like to start something. And when we started, we're like, man, I want this fence to look as beautiful as I'll get out, man. I'm ready. I saw that magazine. It looks fresh. And I just, that's what I want. And then we get started on it. We get pumped. And then over and over and a couple days later, like, ah, oh, forget it, man. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Next year, oh, man, my fence isn't done yet. Maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need to look back and say, hey. I was so pumped about this year, 2017. I was so excited in the beginning. But what happened? I dropped the pieces. I dropped the hammer. You guys, if we're ever going to have a great 2018, if we're ever going to keep our New Year's resolutions, we got to look back on what God has already done for us. The Bible says in Joshua, and it talks about a story of where God was doing something with the people. And he said, hey, I want you to take these stones and I want you to take them and I want you to hold on to them and so that when your children come to you and they say, hey, dad, what are these stones right here? You can say, hey, I have a memorial. I have something I can remember. I can, I, God worked here. This stone right here, this was God. This was all God. What are those stones in your life? What are those mementos you're putting up? 
You know, I like to make lists. I like to make goals. And when I was in Bible college, junior year, the year was over. And I began to think. And I began to go in my room. And I began to weep. Because I began to realize I didn't have any mementos. I didn't have anything to remember. I didn't see God answer any prayer request that I had because I didn't have any prayer request. I was a junior in Bible college, and I couldn't look back and say, hey, this is where God worked. This is where God did something amazing. That was so convicting to me. That was so convicting to me. What are those mementos in your life? They may not be pleasant. They may not be something you want to look back on. But we got to look back. We got to grab that and say, hey, I can't do this without God. I can't do this without his help. Look back today. Look back this year. Look back on 2017 and say, I don't want this year to end the same way as next year. It's the journey. It's the day-to-day grind. It's the journey. It's the day-to-day grind. You guys, we got to look back. We got to remember what God has done in our life. Beyond every opportunity is an obstacle. I'm not saying when you look back, it's going to be easy. I'm not saying when you look back, it's going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies and Skittles. Obstacles will come. Be ready for them. You say, John, what is the big picture of what you're trying to say? I'm saying this. Every failure that you faced this year, every failure that you faced this year is an opportunity to succeed. Every failure that you faced this year is an opportunity to succeed. One of my favorite preachers says this, Failure is not fatal. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue on that matters. Many times we let our failures determine our circumstance. We want to have a good year. We want this year to be different. We got to look back. Paul was looking back in jail. Paul was looking back and saying, I thank God for every reminder of you. Whether you realize this or not, you're somebody's reminder. You're somebody's, hey, I know that guy. I know Jesse. Yeah, that guy's a solid dude. He's awesome. You say, hey, I don't have that much influence. We all have a little bit of influence. Whether you want it or not, remember, look back. What else? You say, John, what else? Okay. You said, you know what? All right, John, you really pet me up. You said, all right, let's look back. And then, you know, I don't want to look back anymore. So uh, what do we do now? Because I'm tired of looking back, you know. Here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to look back, and then we're going to look beyond. 
I think I skipped it. Hold on. Yeah, we're going to look back, and then we're going to look oh, ahead of you. Sorry, I skipped this one. We're going to look ahead of you. If you look at your Bible again, in Philippians, uh, verse number 13, it says this. Look at verse number 13. It says, so that my, uh, oh, sorry, I'm at verse number one, that's why. <laughs> verse number 13 says this. Brothers, I do not count myself to have attained, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are ahead. We got to look ahead. We got to look ahead. We can't just, all right, I'm looking back now, and now I want to look ahead. Let me ask you this. What do you want God to do in 2018 that he's never done in your life before? Say, John, you know what? This is what I want God to do in my life in 2018 that he's never done before. I want to have power in my prayer. I hear preachers talk about it all the time. I hear Pastor West talk about it all the time. I hear, you know, people talk about it all the time. But I just don't know what that means. Have power in my prayer. Look ahead. You're planning ahead. You're saying, hey, this is what I want to do in 2018, so I'm going to plan ahead. Many times we fail is because we lack of planning. Maybe you say, John, you know what? Okay, you know, you're talking about prayer. You're talking about all these wonderful things. But hey, I don't even know God. I don't even know what that means. Hey, look ahead. Say, you know what? (laughs) Maybe this year I want to have Jesus Christ to come into my heart and save me. You say, I don't know what that means. Hey, we'll explain it to you later. Don't worry. We'll explain it to you at the end. Look ahead. I I want to encourage each and every one of you, maybe when you get home, maybe when you're, you know, doing stuff, to, to take a piece of paper and to say, hey, these are my goals for 2007 or 18. These are my goals. These are my goals. I want to serve more at Southridge Church. I want to have God be in my life more in 2018. I want to have power in my prayer so that when people say, hey, you know, God is an awesome God, I'm not just saying, hey, God is an awesome God, but I know I've experienced it because I've planned ahead. God says, we have not because we ask not. Many of us, we say, hey, you know what? I just, I don't really know. But maybe it's because you haven't asked God. Maybe it's because you haven't asked God. Look ahead. Look ahead. If 2018 is going to be any different, we need to look ahead. We need to look ahead. We need to be ready. Because let me tell you something. The moment we get closer to God, the moment we get closer to God is the moment the devil will start to fight more. You say, John, is that even true? <laughs> is that even true? The moment we get closer to God, the devil will start to fight. The moment I began to pray and I began to say, God, what do you want me to do? Family stuff started happening. You say, that's just a, that's just a coincidence. That's the devil working his work. Let me ask you this. When the obstacles come, when the planning has been planned, what are you going to do to overcome the devil's schemes? What are you going to do? You have any verses in your mind? You have any practical ways? Anyone you can call? And say, hey, man, I'm just feeling really down right now. I'm feeling really down right now. I just need some encouragement. You say, John, that's just, 
so practical. Our God is a practical God, guys. <laughs> he wants us to look ahead. He wants us to find safety in the multitude of counselors, people, believers. What are you doing today? You say the new year hasn't even started. And y'all should have already been planning <laughs> to prepare for 2018. My goals are this. I want God to use me in a miraculous way. You say, that's super vague. What does that mean? That means this. When God allows me to take over the, uh, the, young, or the teens, I want to be running 150. You say, John, that's, that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. 150 teens? We serve a God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever ask or think. Amen? Do we not serve that God? If we're ever going to have a successful 2018, we got to look ahead. We got to look ahead. We got to start planning. We got to be ready for the devil's schemes. You say, John, okay, John, okay, John. What is the big picture of what you're saying right now? This is the big picture. Pressure produces purpose. Pressure produces purpose. What does that mean? That means all the goals that you've set for 2018, even though John said he wants to be running X amount of people, that's a lot of pressure. That means I got to be doing that, and I got to be in the word. I got to be letting God use me. Set goals that are above and beyond what you think you can do. Above and beyond what you think you can do. Because we serve a God who can do above and beyond what we think we can do. What are those goals for your life? What are they? What are they? If you don't have any, I want to encourage each and every one of you to make a list and allow that list to be above and beyond what you think is capable in your mind. Because God works where you think you can't work and where you can't do. That's where God works. That's where he is especially good at. Number three is this. Look beyond. So we got to look back. Man, 2017, what in the world? We got to look ahead. Man, those obstacles. All right, devil, I'm ready for them. We got to look ahead, beyond. All right, God, what's on the horizon for 2018? What is it that you want me to do in 2018? 18 says this, I, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, press toward the mark of the high calling of God. Southridge Church, members of this church, new people of this church, press toward the mark. Press toward the mark. I've heard it said this way. He who aims at nothing hits it every time. He who aims at nothing will hit it every time. Look beyond. Set goals beyond your imagination. 
That's where God works. That's where God will work in 2018. You say, John, that's just talk. I dare you to try it. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I would like to ask you a couple questions today. And the questions are this. Have I let my failures determine my outcome? Have I let my failures determine my outcome? Maybe you say, John, that's me. Hey, we serve a God who is a forgiving God. We serve a God who is ready to forgive you of your failures. Maybe this, maybe this is uh, another question that you may be thinking in your mind right now. What will be different from this year than last year? What will be different from this year than last year? Have I let my failures determine my outcome? What will be different from this year than last year? You say, Brother John, you know, you, you did a good talk. You, you motivated me. You say, Brother John, but the truth is, in all honesty, I don't know about this God that you talk about. You know, the Apostle Paul, this, this character that you mentioned in the Bible, is he went to jail and he, you know, he was rejoicing in prison. But like, what is this Jesus character you're talking about? Hey, God died for each and every one of us. He said, hey, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth, meaning whoever is in this room who hasn't accepted Jesus as their savior can say, God, you know, I may not understand everything that's being taught right now, but I want to believe in you. I, I want to have that faith and that courage and that determination that I see other people have, that joy and excitement. If that's you and you say, Brother John, I just, I want to know more. What does that mean to, to be a follower of Jesus with no one looking around? No one looking around. I want to ask you, if that's you, would you raise your hand? And maybe, maybe you say, okay, John, I'm already a believer. I already asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and to save me. But so many times I find myself letting my failures determine my outcome. And, you know, you were talking and you were, you were proclaiming God's word. And I just, I felt so convicted and so convinced that I want 2018 to be different. If that's your prayer, could you raise your hand and just say, I want 2018 to be different. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can put your hands down. Thank you. You guys, we serve a God who will work in 2018 if we let him. Pastor Wes. Well, together, I just want to challenge you to two. Make a difference in your life. You came to church today. And God had a reason for you to be here. God wants you to be able to come to hear his message. And I don't know how God spoke to your heart today, but he spoke to mine. And I can look back and I can see all the things in the last year that was just 
man, I could say, wow, boy, that, was a, that was difficult. I struggled some areas and I am so weak and I, I fail so many times and I know that each one of us can look back and say, man, I would have done that differently. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But you know what? The great thing about the end of the year is it's a new beginning. We have a great God that'll take you to the next level. Amazing God who loves you. In 2017, you may have went without Christ in the years before. But it doesn't have to stay that way. Today, you can receive him as your savior by simply calling on his name and asking him to come into your heart. And what you will do when you do that is you will immediately turn failure into purpose. And you'll have a life that's worth living. And you'll have that purpose and that joy, that exceeding joy and rejoicing that Philippians talks about. God, we come before you today, Lord. We thank you for the message. Thank you for what John has done already to encourage us. And I pray that you continue to use him in a mighty way. And God, we look forward to what you have beyond. We approach that beyond with faith and fear. But we know that we serve a God who rejoices in our weaknesses and can make us strong in those difficult times. Help us to strive to be closer to you. And God, I pray that today we'll search our hearts. Lord, knowing that as we come to the end of 2017, that our hearts will be ready and prepared to serve you. Let's all stand together as we worship together. Let's sing through that 10,000 reasons for the many blessings that God has given us.